This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Engaging and informative. Power Breakfast with TT on Power 98.7. Well, as Pagela is saying there, the Concord was a very busy place here yesterday. Nearly a month after a scathing judge, judgment on the Immigration Act, the Constitutional Court uh, has now ruled that more sections of the legislation will have to be rectified. Yesterday, the Constitutional Court delivered its judgment on a high court battle over sections of the Immigration Act and uh, its regulations that prevent foreign parents from remaining in South Africa to care for their children after separating from a South African spouse, uh, the first application was brought by Teresa Raymond uh, and five others, including a Zimbabwean national, Tapiwa Tembo, to the Constitutional Court, while the second uh, one was filed by Richard Anderson and three others. The applicants in their papers argued that the act and their regulations were inconsistent with the Constitution. And, well, the court uh, clearly agreed. Ashraf Asop, good morning and thank you so much for joining us. He's an immigration and uh, refugee lawyer. So, in essence, this um, legislation, uh, well, corrected what seemed like a really uh, harsh uh, arrangement uh, before, or at least a provision that said that uh, once uh, somebody who's South African who'd been married to a foreign national, once they split or divorce, the foreign national would have to leave the country. Yes, that's correct. And that's exactly what this judgment tries to arrest. Mm. Because the implications were quite severe, as you pointed out. The one was that that foreign uh, parent would have to leave the minor children or children in South Africa mm. or leave with them to another destination, you know, at great hardship, etc. Mm. And so the judge, the, the, I mean, this was unanimous judgment, mm. massive judgment goes into 69 pages, well-reasoned, but I think it, it focuses very, very clearly on the needs of the child and the right to dignity. Mm. Now, the right to dignity is a very important part of our Constitution, and it is to be found in the Bill of Rights. Mm. And the Bill of Rights has been mentioned many, many times as the cornerstone of our democracy. Mm. What that really means is that the rights therein are not negotiable, mm. and the rights speak loudly of the rights to children, of the rights of the children, in mm. terms of Section 28. So you can see... What he tried to do was to say, look, we know that the good faith spousal relationship has ended, but Mm. that shouldn't be sufficient for allowing the visa to be cancelled and then saying to the foreign spouse, well, you've got to leave and then you've got to uh, reapply from your Mm. country of origin and then come back. And it's, it's, you know, it's really, really difficult process, as you can imagine, Uh, with homophobic backlogs. So the recently released white paper by the Minister of Home Affairs, I think also seeks to, um, I think, um, you know, correct or tighten regulations around uh, uh, permanent residence and citizenship. How will this now uh, play out in terms of, I I would take it this, that white paper would also have to take this into consideration, now this ruling by the courts? You see, any white paper, and this one starts in 2017, the first immigration reform. So it's it's long time, you know, in the making. Mm. But any legislation 
has to fit squarely within the provisions of the Constitution. Mm. So where your rights are infringed in terms of the Constitution, such as the right to equality, Mm. dignity, well, then those uh, legislation, uh, that piece of legislation has to comply or it'll fail. Mm. Now, here's a typical example. This Immigration Act was reformed back in 2002. And it has taken all these number of years for somebody to step up to the plate and say, look, these provisions are constitutionally irregular. They don't help. They don't Mm. meet the demands of the Constitution. And you can see over the years the number of cases that the department has faced Mm. where the uh, test of constitutional invalidity Mm. has been taken up. So the Constitution is dynamic, and so is the process of law, and so these things unfold. But with regard to the white paper, Mm. I think it clearly tries to address the conduit pipe that so many people are used to using uh, to gain permanent residence from their citizenship and ultimately you know, the rights of a citizen are linked to the right to vote. The only difference between a permanent resident and a citizen is the right to vote. Right. So you can see that the minister was trying to now you know, stem that right. conduit pipe. What he says is an automatic entitlement. Okay. He says, no, no. Now so- we're going to have to look at various things yes so the invalidity is uh, uh, suspended for 24 months uh, now the question is i mean the the court can't prescribe how um the parliament should remedy this but what would be then the status then of a spouse does that mean they will be entitled to no, the remain? Court, mm-hmm. the court has made the judgment right. although it's given parliament an opportunity to amend legislation yeah. what it's given is the following all visas will remain valid right but so the, so the parent that is uh, the, the foreign spouse will continue working. Okay. However, three months from the date of the uh, lapse of the uh, permanent uh, to, to the good faith spousal relationship, mm-hmm. they'll have to apply for a new visa. Now, that new visa will be one of the other regular visas that we obtain between 13 and mm. uh, uh, 19. Mm. 13 being study visa, uh, uh, 15 being own business. Sure. But sure. under 19, you can imagine there's three kinds. There's general work visa, there's intra-company transfers, and then there's critical skills. Mm. Now, you know, the critical skills is a finite number of critical skills missing. So the question then is, what if the parent doesn't qualify mm. under any of those? Mm. Well, then you have the right to appro- uh, approach the minister and say, look, waive this or that requirement. For example, under a work visa, Section 19, you can ask for the Department of Labor certificate to be waived because it's almost impossible to get a certificate from the Department of Labor recommending the candidate uh, to be employed if if the candidate is a foreigner. Ashraf, I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much as always uh, for your insights. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Breaking it down for us, the immigration and refugee lawyer, Ashraf Esop. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.